the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views and opinions expressed by Rob Black and his guests are not necessarily those of KDOW or its management owners or advertisers and should not be construed as legal tax or investment advice. Always consult with the appropriate advisor before making any investment or financial planning decision. Welcome man, Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black. How are you? Talking money, investment concepts, thoughts, ideas. We can talk insurance. We can talk investments. We can take your phone calls. We can talk about the wisdom of going to an expensive store or game. We can talk about car payments or no car payments. I know people are addicted to car payments. They feel, and I heard this the other day, Tony. This was the craziest thing I heard. Um, person's car is, is at its end of its life cycle a little bit too early because it's ridden too hard. Time to go trade it in and get a new one. Um, wisely get in two years certified, which thumbs up because sometimes that's difficult to do when you want the new car smell. As Chad Burton would say, man, like I said earlier, he is full of hot air. <laughs> it's new to you. <laughs> oh, he's such a bore. He's a showboat. He's a grandstander. I'd say he's a bore. So I'm the showboat and grandstander. Um. But yeah, anything people want to talk about, we can talk wealth creation, we can talk investment, we can talk retirement taxes, your money, we can talk business. Uh, there's any, there's no shortage of things. One of the things I want to talk about is real estate because you're here today. And I saw that in the second quarter of the year, arm usage goes up, um, adjustable rate mortgages. And I instantly went, why? And Tony Mendez works with BayAreaLoanSource.com. He does my mortgage work, currently working through a home equity line of credit which is such a process. We're on the tail end of it at this point in time, but it is such a process. Um, Tony, arm usage. Did you, I figured out this, the reason why arm usage goes up in the second quarter. Do you know the, the official reason given? Uh, I don't Are you talking about your reason or the, the real reason? Uh, the real reason arm usage goes up in the second quarter of the year. No. I, back to school. Back to school. Okay. People go and they're looking for homes for their kids. So it's the single family person that is buying too much home or they're buying, it's expensive. Okay. So well, they're saying, you know, arm usage goes up in large part tied towards all the people buying single family homes in spring. Well, that, that's one, that's one of the reasons the, the, the reason why, I mean, obviously a 30 year fix would fit. If you would could get a 30 year fix, you would get it. Um, the, the, what they're saying in this report is that more people are using arms because it's the, the only loans that they qualify for, or it helps them qualify for more. It's kind of one in the same. Um, arm usage is low, so you are going to see any kind of activity uh, in upward look like a large percentage. Uh, in the Bay Area, we to the, go back to 2005, 6, and 7, leading to the uh, Great Recession. We were using about 65% of originate, of homes being purchased, they were using arms, okay? And there was a component in there with those the liar loans, the teaser rates, and the negam loans, things like that, that were a large portion of that. But arm usage was there because it had that super low rate. 
then we had the crash and now we have qualified mortgages and everybody's kind of fearful of the 30 year fixed. And now we're in, now we're getting back to those arms because home price, because that lower interest rate helps people qualify for more. So that's the reason why this made news. Otherwise it would not normally make news because more people need it for buying that higher priced home. So I, I once was driving on a country road. It was super dark at night. And as I'm driving down, it's it's raining and it's windy road and it's a country road. And I see a man standing on the side of the road. And I decide to pull over and give him a ride. I stop. He's a horrible looking man. He's got three heads, no arms, one leg. I open the door, and because I'm English in this joke, I go, "Hello, hello, hello! You look pretty harmless. Jump in." So once again, he had three heads, no arms, and one leg. What's an arm? You just went on about arm usage and stuff, such like that. Adjust, people, adjustable rate mortgage? Why would people use a three-armed person or a five-armed <laughs> person? Three-year arm, five-year arm, seven-year arm. Well, let's say, for example, that you're going to buy a house and you're going to move in five years. Let's say, for example, you're such a salesperson. Let's say, for example, you buy a house. Do you want to get insurance on it? Do you want to protect your family? Let's say, for example, a comet falls on your house and kills everyone. Aren't you glad you had insurance? Go ahead. Uh, for, <laughs> for example, it's your turn. For example, it's my turn. Uh, and why would you get a thirty-year fix when you can pay, you know, three quarter, uh, three, um, three quarters of a percent lower in rate, s- and your payments lower, and to end up with the same balance, why would you pay more? Right? That's the whole theory behind it. If you are going to stay in the house for a longer period of time and you get an arm, you risk that. When that loan starts adjusting, because I've sold almost every home that I own, I always got thirty-year mortgages, and I thought I was going to be in it for thirty years. But a lot of the homes that I owned, I didn't own for thirty years. I kind of regret getting thirty. Right. It's years like getting term life insurance. It's, it's it's like getting a two-year used car. It's a lower payment than yeah. a brand new car, yep. and I could have put money elsewhere. Yep. But stupid me, I'd get a thirty-year fixed, and I'd be like, I'm happy because I know it's going to stay the same. And then five years later, I'm like, I'm moving to the West Coast. Well, the component that really um, messed people up back in 2007 and eight was the interest only because they'd go five years that. for the interest only, and then it would recast. Yeah. So their balance never went down, and then their term was 25 years, and their payment would, would go up $1,000 a month, and they're like, oh, what do I do? And uh, luckily, home prices were going up, but when home prices are going down, people don't they don't feel like they should be paying that extra thousand. And that's what really screwed things up. And then the negams were even worse because they were adding, a, not only were you paying interest only, you're adding the, the difference between the start rate and the real rate to the top of the loan. So they were adding a balance. So it was, it was even worse with the negam loans. Um, those yeah. aren't there anymore. So I feel a lot more comfortable getting an arm today and not just for mortgage. The seven year is fantastic priced. But I wouldn't get it if I can't qualify for the 30-year fixed. Or I wouldn't get it unless I can save that extra $100, $200, $300 a month that I'm saving. And and the larger the loan, obviously, the more you're going to save by getting that 1% difference in rate. If you're not saving that money in, in, in anticipation that rates are going to be higher in seven years and you have to refinance and you have to buy the rate down or you need to sell the house, you got to have that money saved. It's just like we were talking about the car. Keep planning on making that payment so you don't have that payment shock uh, when you go back and buy a new car. I'm with you. Um, With arms, though, are they easier to qualify for or tougher in your world? Because it's a smaller payment. Well, if you... 
without boring you with guidelines. Please, please. It's what please, you do. Bore me. <laughs> uh, if you get a five-year arm, they qualify you at the rate plus two. But a seven-year arm, they qualify you at the start rate. That's why the seven-year is more popular right now. So if you don't qualify it at 30-year fixed at 4.5%, but you get a seven-year arm at 3.5% and your payment's 200 something dollars lower and you qualify, yeah, you're gonna, you, it does help you qualify, yes. Okay. But the underwriting is all the same. Credit scores and could be a little bit tougher. Cash out or restrictions, um, restrictions on second homes and restrictions on investment property, duplexes, triplexes, so on. Okay. Um, one minute. One minute. Negative interest rate. Um, any chance interest only uh, mortgages are still available on they, ARMS? Oh yeah, they are. Uh, That's crazy. They are on what they call a non-qualified mortgage loan, and you usually, you're going to get those only at portfolio lenders, lenders that don't sell to Fannie Mae, Freddie Mac. They keep it in their own bank, their own pocketbook. Uh, but they are available, but the rate starts higher anyways. So you might as well get the, the total principal interest loan anyways. There's not just one mortgage product out there. There's hundreds of mortgage products out there. And you may want to discuss this with Tony Mendez. He's at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. A lot of wealth can be created in real estate. A lot of squandered opportunities can go down the drain because of real estate. A uh, lot to think about. Home equity line of credit, a way of selling your home without actually selling it. Talk to Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Talk to me at RobBlackShow.com. Want the podcast with music? Find the link to the other version of the podcast by going to Rob Black's Twitter. His handle is at Rob Black Show. Listen to Rob Black and Your Money weekday mornings, 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW. So this is Kygo. I know you're saying, no, no, it's U2. It's Kygo featuring Bono of U2 titled, You're the Best Thing About Me. Kygo is a Norwegian DJ. Do you know what I know about being a DJ? Not a damn thing. I can't do beats per minute. I can't do anything like that. So you're the best thing about me. Introduced him during the set uh, that he recently played. I kind of like the song. And to this day and age, like, I remember, do you remember this? And like, I'm just asking the audience this general concept. Do you remember seeing a concert many years ago? And like that warm feeling of it. I remember seeing U2's Under Blood Red Sky um, at two o'clock in the morning. I want to guess it was on MTV or maybe VH1 or something like that. It was on one of those channels. But I was just like, this was way back in the late 80s. I was like, that's the coolest thing I've ever seen. Bono's marching around stage. He's got a white flag. Oh my gosh. He's on top of the, he's climbed a flagpole. This album was so important to me during that summer as I discovered U2. Uh, Under Blooded Sky. From song one, I, I want to say it was like an eight song album or something like that. And uh, you'd listen to the whole thing and like, you know, part of a road trip. If you were going on a four hour road trip, you're like, let's grab that. Let's grab this. Let's grab that. Now you're like, OK, let's line up a playlist on Apple Music. Not quite the same to me. But um, Sunday Bloody Sunday, where he starts marching, you're like, what is this Irish rock and roll band? And it was your first exposure. Do you remember your first exposure content that still sticks with you to today? There we go. I believe the news today. And you're like, is this song about a revolution in Ireland over potatoes or something? And it kind of is. My name is Sean Connery. I did come here to die. You're like, Sean Connery's Scottish. That doesn't even make any sense. I'll take the rapist for 200. <laughs> That's therapist. 
Oh, that makes me laugh every single time. Anytime I go see my therapist, and I do do that because it keeps me kind of mentally in check, um, I always put in my Apple calendar the rapist. <laughs> I'll take the rapist for 200 He's like, that's not funny. That's therapist. Anyway, fond memories, Mr. Mendez. Um... A lot of people have fond memories, and that's one of the reasons they buy a home, because they want to create those fond memories, and they kind of get caught up in it, and it kind of gets kind of dramatic. And uh, even in divorce, I and this is cliche, but I see way too many women go for the house because they're going to be the protector of the kids, and she wants to be the protector of their memories and things like that, and she doesn't want to put the kids in a two-bedroom condo. Or that, that thought, even though it may not go there, but that thought's in there. Mm-hmm. So the emotional issues on buying a home, that's why I always say buy a home in a good school district, because you're going to be appealing to mo- some mother that does the homework. Guys are like, I don't care if my kids grow up. They could be in a crack house. Guys don't care. Um, <laughs> uh, we don't hear that that often. <laughs> you don't hear that that often, no. but like, ah, there's needles on the floor. The kid will be okay. He'll learn how to become a doctor. Um, but buying a good school district always has some value because of that. Oh, it is probably the primary value you see in a house. Um, I think most people would rather have a two-bedroom, one-house in the best school district and a three-bedroom, two, with a garage and half an acre in a an average school district. Which would you Although, rather have, the smartest kid in an average school district or the most average kid in a, in a great school district? I would argue... I feel like no matter how I answer this, I'm going to insult someone, and it could be my wife or my kid. I, I, I'm not going to answer that one. Do you want me to insult your wife? No. I remember. Want, you, I remember you. Do you want the wrath of my wife? I remember when your wife didn't have an, a, a planetary orbit, <laughs> a gravitational pull. Uh, you know my kid, and they, they listen to the show when I come out here on Friday. I could throw popcorn at your wife and start circling around her. You probably don't think I'm a very nice guy. You got big. It's a joke. Everyone, it's a joke. His wife is tiny and petite. He has no gravitational pull or orbit. Anyway, buying homes tied towards school districts. Um, always a decent idea. Um, how about buying the cheapest house on the best street? That's a good idea. How about buying a mattress from a, a double murder scene? <laughs> were they killed on the bed? Yes, they were killed on the bed. Bloodstains come out with a lot of work. I think I'd pass on that one. Use that, some um, of that OxyClean? I don't, like the, I don't like the karma on that one. You don't like the karma? So, would you buy a haunted house? I've seen Am- Amityville Horror. No. When the house starts going, get out. No, no. Wasn't that the first, that was the first season of American Horror Story, right? Where they had they were saying, get out? Yeah, they, they yeah, did a little bit of that. I watched a little bit of that. That was good. You know what's funny about American Horror Story? Or not funny? First season was the best. First season was so original and so creative. And yeah. it was kind of spooky. It had a little moments of fun. Then the daughter who find out that she killed herself but she's alive for the last six episodes but she's really a ghost she never left the house like mm-hmm. it was so well done and now it's just kind of i think i'd pass on the haunted house yeah but how about this how about if you really want to buy a house like maybe your neighbors you set up some speakers this weekend and you start planting like get out, get out. <laughs> yeah it's halloween it's perfect time you yeah. might get away with it at this time of the year okay it's like um you know, with your spouse tonight, I highly suggest this. If you want to get a divorce, in the middle of the night, start shaking the bed and scream earthquake. <laughs> but the get out's good, right? 
I once talked about um, potentially buying a home and um, what you do, if you don't want neighbors, the best thing to do is to like, uh, when they start developing a condo, like in my neighborhood, they've got like, they probably have, and this is no joke, whether it's townhouses or condos, they probably have like, I'd guess 12 to 15 things being built right now. I should go plant like a South American cockroach and then go and then find it. And they go, you can't build here. It's a South American cockroach. These guys are rare. They're never found in California and get the whole development shut down. So they don't put in cheap housing. Cheap housing equals lower price at home for me because a, it brings in the undesirables, but B it brings in more housing and it brings in options for people. So they don't have to buy my expensive home. Or it could also mean that your food at your local restaurant might be more expensive because housing or cheaper because they have low income housing. What would it be cheaper at a restaurant? Because the restaurant doesn't have to pay more to to employ that person who needs to spend more money on a house. No, I thought they're going to be eating there. Thank God I don't have to eat with those people. <laughs> so I think you're digging a hole. You want to see me dig a hole? You want to hear my Vegas shooter jokes? No. I'll be here all night. Put, put your finger on the button, please. No more. It's time to stop, okay? Housing. Okay. Stick with real estate. It hasn't been a week. So, you know, I was talking about some of those concepts of, like, buying in a good school district. Always a great idea. Um, buying the cheapest house on the most expensive street. Pretty good idea because it's desirable. And realtors will say, it's the most desirable street in the city. So, buying a house on a cute Halloween neighborhood. Not so much... But why, why don't you like that? You just think it's too busy? Uh, liability issues. Yeah. So I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. You can find Tony at BayAreaLensHorse.com. Catch Rob Black and Rob Black and your money live on the Bay Area Airwaves. Weekday mornings from 7 to 9 on AM 1220 KDOW and streaming live on the KDOW radio app or KDOW.biz. And don't forget the weeknight replay at 7. So... Mr. Mendez, I'm Rob Black. I've been doing financials for 20 plus years. And one of the things I do is I review portfolios. And I can't believe how many portfolios have no diversification. Sometimes I see just crazy headline stocks. And I do a radio show and television show. And the headlines are always about Netflix, always about Amazon, always about Apple. Samsung's foreign base. You can't really buy that one with the ease. You could if you know how to, but most people don't. But it's all headlines. And, you know, doing this for 20 years, I, you make mistakes, but you learn how not to make mistakes in the future and stay kind of clear of them. Um, there's a lot of industries that a lot of people are in that a friend of mine just started at um, a makeup company. And it, it makes me a little nervous because beforehand she was a realtor and beforehand she was a stay at home mom. Another friend of mine. At one point in time, um, she was a hot wife, and then she became a masseuse, and then she became a diet nutrition drink seller, then she became a makeup seller, and then she became a body cleanse seller. Um, And it just, it scares me because like, some people are like jumping in, you know, they corner you on Facebook or there's one that's, you know, you could do mortgages or you could do annuities and it's all, you know, sell it to your friends. That's basically what I'm getting at is the sell it to your friends scares the hell out of me. And it's kind of sad because there's no barrier to entry. And now she's a makeup expert. <laughs> and a couple of weeks ago, she was a real estate expert and there's not enough business in that to keep the money coming in. 
Uh, there's not enough transactions. Or se. she made enough money to start her own business. No, 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 no. And the person who did like the nutrition drinks, you know, you meet at a nutrition bar and drink them together and you talk about how to be healthy and then she's doing body cleanses and it just, it scares me how often people change jobs and they're quote unquote an expert at, and they want to give you advice. And they want to sell you product. Um, but like Rodan and Fields, um, Amway, um, Stella and Dot, there's so many of these companies that are, you know, you get 10% commissions and that kind of scares me, um, especially when you start doing annuities and when you start doing mortgages. And I remember at one point in time when I was just studying in California 15 years ago, and I've been doing financial media for about 20 plus years now. And uh, I had a good name and this one guy invites me because I want to pitch you on mortgages. I was like, okay, let's let's go see what this is all about. And I think I drove down from to Fremont from San Francisco and he wanted to meet he was a big Hawaiian guy. He wanted to meet at a Hawaiian kind of restaurant. And uh he was like he's like, Yeah, so you get you know, these access to mortgages and you get like um I'm like, What well, let's see the rate sheet? And he's like, oh, I don't have a rate sheet. I'm like, What was your last rate? What was your last loan? I haven't done one. Still recruiting and finding people to sell. And he, he needed to find people to sell so he didn't have to sell. And he's going to commissions off all those people. And there's a lot of stuff out there. And that's the scariest damn thing in the world. The one that's scary is like, I just, I don't like companies that have no barrier to entry. Like an LPL financial, if you have a pulse, they'll hire you. Um, there's no accreditation. There's nothing. Can you sell this crappy mutual fund, like an American fund that has a 6% load? Can you sell this crappy product to people? Um, and they won't show you any of the crap side of it. They'll show you like, look how great it is. You get to own great companies like Netflix and Amazon inside of a mutual fund. Well, there's thousands of products that cost ten cents instead of six dollars uh, per one hundred, and you know you get someone with fifty thousand dollars, hundred thousand dollars. You just made Christmas off yeah, that person. From the real estate angle, uh, mortgages. Uh, the the last ten years have weeded out a lot of those types of schemes to you know to i don't know grassroots sales of of mortgages through unlicensed um or they or they pick up a license through a parent company and they they basically just try to originate and throw the you know throw the commissions towards that salesperson those things have gone away and it's fortunate for us in the business because we're left with a much higher pool of quality um loan officers with that said, there's still some out there that don't know what they're doing. Well, in 2000, but, there was a lot but, of transactions in mortgages. And I remember people reaching out to me. And like this guy, he reached out. He's not in, He's not doing mortgages anymore. So I do like how there's kind of a, a Darwinian. Yeah, the cleansing, as we cleansing. call it. Is it cleansing? Yeah, the cleansing. There, yeah, all, all the, the bad loan officers are going back to selling furniture as they were before. And I, I guess I should feel bad about this, this segment because I'm really basically slamming people who are just trying to make ends meet. <laughs> By selling makeup when last month they were selling real estate. So the way and that's that, scary to me, though. Yeah, the, the way that I, I look at something like that is you, you get into, a, a let's say, this realtor, for example, and, and she works for a company and the broker has some, some good marketing ideas and that are passed through their, you know, it doesn't matter what the name of the company is. And, and they learn something about networking. And then they go, you know what? I'm, I'm a good networker now. I learned a couple tricks of the trade about how to use YouTube and, and, and Facebook and, and LinkedIn and, and, I got this big group of people now. What if I try some, you know, I've always wanted to sell makeup or, you know, and, and you go and the other person who became a masseuse and did, and so on, you, you, you learn something from each job that you, you do and, and you carry it forward. Hopefully that's what they're doing and, and they're creating a, a better, 
and happier environment for themselves and, and hopefully a future in a business that they can own and, and enjoy. Um, I, you know, I, I went through a phase where I was doing one thing to the next and it eventually led me into financing um, and the schooling that I took. But it um, everybody's going to be a little bit different. And I don't think he slammed him too much. I think I think it's a reality that people have to do what they what they have to do. It, you know, you never know if that the person has a spouse that is working and it allows them to do what they like to do. I just and, it just worries me when. OK, it's one thing to sell makeup that no one's going to ever use. I mean, you know, someone who got into Amway has a closet full of Amway three years later. The husband basically wants to divorce her because you own all this makeup that you're never going to be able to use or um, give away. First hand, I've seen that before. By the way. <laughs> that I know. Let me yeah. put it this way: I had about ten years of Christmas presents for everybody that I knew, at least the females. <laughs> and uh, I didn't do it. It was, it was my wife. I know, I know. And again, I know you did. She tried to help. She tried to contribute yeah. to the family. But I, it scares me when that person who's trying to help or contribute to the family is suddenly doing mortgages and annuities yeah. and investment products. And you know, you, did you see the movie with Will Smith where he's a homeless person, and he's got a kid, and he suddenly wants to, you know, give investment advice? He shouldn't be giving investment advice. He's a homeless person, and yet the movie is like, look how great it is. He's turned his life around. And like, there's a moment where he dresses up, and some guy's like, "Hey, I think I've seen you panhandling on the street." And he's like, "Sir, can I interest you in a hundred thousand dollar investment in this mutual fund? It's got a seven point three percent return." And like, you're a homeless person. You shouldn't be giving investment advice. Busted eardrums. <laughs> Am I the only person who sees that movie as irresponsible? I didn't see the movie, or it's the whole concept. Well, the whole concept, yeah. It's it's you know, it's, it it's one thing to rub someone's back as a masseuse because you go through some sort of training. Well, it scares me that people give makeup advice because and there's a legitimate company behind that person that is pushing and pushing, pushing, recruiting, recruiting, and what they do is they throw a bunch of people against the wall. Five of them stick. Yep, hundred people don't. And it doesn't cost them a dime for the people who don't because it's sales and commissions. And they end up with five good uh, salesmen that are, you know, are went from homeless to and this is one of those areas where there's kind of the haves and have nots. And I, I think I'm speaking from a white, white, privileged, white, educated, college educated person's perspective of I once was at a resort with a lovely, beautiful woman. And it's 10 o'clock at night and we decided to have a drink at the bar and the, the wind outside's blowing all nice. And it's it's very romantic. And then out of nowhere, some just obnoxious salespeople are having a party because their company's sending the top 10 salespeople to this resort, which isn't cheap. And because, you know, you've done over a million dollars of sales. I'm like, you've done a million dollars ripping people off, putting them into crap annuities. And I'm watching, I'm biting my tongue here and not trying to say the word that rhymes with ship. Crap annuities. Behave yourself. Um, because I don't want to see Mike yet again. Uh, I'm going to have him write on a note, the dirty word that, that I said. That is not appropriate behavior. <laughs> then, right? he, he can't even say it out loud to me. He has to slide it across the table. And then I have to sign something that says, I'm bad and I'll never do it again. But I'm not doing that today. But the bad product. And like in radio and television, the financial commercials, you need to be really careful. So like when you see the commercials about those bathtubs that you know old people can get into and they can come in and install in one day, they're making money hand over fist. If they're spending money on a television commercial... They're making money hand over fist on just, if they get one bathtub that they can sell, money hand over fist. And it was a great product. People would tell each other about it. It's like when I'm up late at night and sometimes I have insomnia. Yeah, I got caught in that. I was, I was with my parents and my parents are in their 70s and I said, 
Hey, wouldn't that that'd be a great thing for you guys to get, wouldn't it? It was a stand-up bathtub? It, yeah, it was one of the <laughs> door opens and they shots and they can kind of ease themselves but into it. But your dad's smart enough. He'd go, that's a great concept. I'll go research it and do it myself. Right. Darn tootin'. But I got caught up in it. You know, it's, I admit it. Wow. You are no longer my friend. You need to reapply in 2018 because I'm learning things about you today. They're not it's coming good. up soon. Don't worry. Um, but like, there's another product where I just don't get why people don't. Do you remember Wade Cook? He was like, oh, back when I was a cab driver, I used to make more money like on short trips. If I can get people to go one block in Manhattan, it was better to get 100 of those than to get one person to go 100 miles. And he's like, same thing with stocks and same thing in investments. If I can get people to do a lot of transactions, the more transactions I do, the better. And like, you're, you're buying a commercial. You're spending a lot of money selling this simple concept that's not that simple. And you're trying to like get transactions off it. It worries me when people don't see that a commercial may not have your best interest or may simplify things that are very complex. Or that may need experts to look at a financial plan and a state plan and pull it all together for you. So I'm just, multi-level marketing when it comes to annuities freaks me out. I wish our governors would do something about it, but they don't. Tony Mendez, you can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. He doesn't do multi-level marketing. Any mortgages get to know your situation, sells the right product to you. You can find him at BayAreaLoanSource.com. That's BayAreaLoanSource.com. Don't forget, there's another hour of today's show to listen to. Find it now at KDOW.biz or on the KDOW radio app. Black. Black. Did we just play the whole song? Pretty close. Pretty close. I'll send them a royalty check for like 18 cents. It's Rob Black and your money. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial. Sorry, I was getting a cup of coffee. 800-516-1220 to get your calls in the air. I always have seminars coming up. In fact, I have one coming up in Los Gatos in November. It's the last one of the year. You can get in for free by using the code RADIO25, RADIO25, and signing up at robblackshow.com. It's robblackshow.com. Um, I understand that this show is kind of infotainment. I do get that. Um, I do my very, very best to try to give you a good second opinion on all things financial. I try to bring you experts. I caught a little flack not that long ago when I was asked to go to like some sort of event with a lot of other financial people. I'm like, I don't really want to be associated with them. And, um, they're like, well, that's kind of snotty of you. I'm like, no, I just think that they sell bad product and they hurt people. And one thing I promise that I will always do is I will never put on air ever again. And I was forced to do it once. I'll never put on air anyone that's going to hurt you or anyone that's going to sell you stuff that makes them unbelievably rich or anyone that's uneducated that acts educated and is trying to sell your product. So pretty much so anyone with an Australian accent will never be on the show. Anyone with an English accent. Do you know why we, ha- we watch those shows like the doctor shows where Hugh Laurie will come into a room and go, oh, I see that you're a criminal because I could see that you blunked twice. And, uh, oh, I see that you got cancer. See that little hair on your left arm? And you're like, what? No. And it, just because he has an accent makes it credible. I'd be very cautious of that. I promise never to do that to people. So Tony Mendez, BayAreaLoanSource.com. He talks mortgages. I talk investments. We talk uh, those kind of concepts. Hey, mate. I might. All right, all right, all right, governor. So um, I think I must have had something bad happen where a woman that I loved fell in love with a British guy or something because I really got things against British actors. They shouldn't be taking American jobs. 
you with me? I am. I, I'm surprised you actually have associated the, the mortgage side of it to the Australians. About uh, seven years ago, maybe eight years ago, we went to one of those big uh, California Association of Mortgage Broker meetings. They call it Canby. And it was in Sacramento. And one of the booths had uh, this Australian fellow, and he was selling this mortgage accelerator. Basically, what he does is you take your life savings and you pay off your mortgage for 29 days of the month. And on the 30th month, I'm sorry, it was the other way around. But anyways... You're basically taking your own money to pay the mortgage, but it costs forty to fifty thousand dollars in commissions to do it. Oh my my my! Um, for something that you could do on your own, right? That's the that's the kicker and on mortgage accelerators is they sell these programs that you could do on your own, and they sell them as like computer software or we'll set it up for you. And if you ever want to send in an extra payment, you could send in an extra payment. If you ever want to do twice bi monthly mortgages, you could do it yourself. You don't have to pay someone to do it, and then you also don't have the obligation. This one was really interesting because you actually would not have a mortgage. You would only have a mortgage for one day of the month. So you're only paying interest for one day of the month. And then you would pay it back with all of your own money. Okay. You're two, three, four, five, six hundred thousand dollars $600,000. And then you'd hold, they, you'd use your money for 29 days of the month. And then you'd get another loan at the end of every month. And you do that for 30 years. Or whatever time frame that they did it. The whole goal was there. You're paying only one day of interest, but you racked up commission after commission after commission every single time you did a loan. But for them, they charged it all up front on the first loan. So your first loan that you did was $40,000, $50,000, $60,000 in commissions. It was crazy, but you had to be really careful. Um, those those are highly regulated. Um, so if there's somebody that that promoting is, it, be very I look careful. I that as someone who's selling magic. Yeah. How to get out of debt faster. Sounds like magic to me. Oh, their booth was pretty elaborate. Oh, I know. Um, there, there was some... You just good, need there, there suckers was... born every minute. Yeah. And the mortgage accelerator people, again, if I could put them in Rob Black's Belindomatic um, or the Fishomatic. <laughs> the Sipometer. Do you remember the Fishomatic? I do. Fishomatic was a 1970s like a... Saturday Night Live skit. It was just a blender. It was just a blender. Yeah. You put a fish in it, it would blend fish into liquid fish. Are you sure fish. that wasn't uh, a... Saturday Night Live. I, I thought it was a Johnny Carson. Yeah, no, no, it's Dan um, Aykroyd. So, um, and then when you eat, drink it, it's just disgusted. But anyway, um, he drank I, it too. I think I, remember. I would throw in uh, mortgage accelerated people because they're they're preying on people. <laughs> they're selling them the products they don't need. So, and there's a lot of it out there. But let's change something a little bit more positive. I'm going to be updating Facebook with the Facebook Live video shortly after the show. I do that every Friday. You do a show here on KDOW AM 1220 Thursdays at 6 that people can listen to dedicated mm-hmm. to mortgages, refinances, and mortgage stories. Real estate and everything, um, yeah. You know, again, sometimes the best time to buy is when other people don't want to be there. Whether the house is haunted or there's an earthquake or there's a fire, um, or whether hurricane. there's job losses. And sometimes that's the opposite. People want to buy because there are no fires. There's a beach. People want to buy because there are jobs. Uh, people want to buy because there are no hurricanes, like things like that. It's kind of interesting what pushes real estate's buttons in people's minds. You can find Tony Mendez at BayAreaLoanSource.com. It's BayAreaLoanSource.com. You can find me at RobBlackShow.com. Some shows are better than others. You know that. I know that. Thanks for listening. Have a good day. We'll talk soon. You can find Tony at BayAreaLoanSource.com. Uh, I'm Rob Black. Any last thoughts from you? You have a seminar coming up. I thought you... Aye, people could always go to yeah. RobBlackShow.com and sign up using code radio twenty. Good day, mate. Good day. Watch out for those in Australia and Crockies. 
Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.